0: people who you hear all the time, like they're walking into situations and they' there's like a sense of entitlement or there's a sense of like, well, this is just how it should work. Like I have I have the qualifications. I should just get this stuff. This should mm-hmm. be how it is. Resiliency is a good um, mental check and it's a it's a really crucial a uh, wake-up call, I think, for especially some of those younger employees. For some of your seasoned veterans, that may be completely lost on them. So yeah. it's important to to consult with someone or multiple people in order to really put the right kind of program that offers something for everyone and that also reaches them where they are. Yeah. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
1: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We have an interesting episode for you today. We're going to dive into probably a a topic that everyone deals with from time to time, that is stress. Um, and burnout, but we're going to probably focus a little bit more on uh, employee stress and burnout and how your employer is affecting it, positively or negatively. So before we jump into that topic, guys, we want to thank you for listening today and listening, hopefully checking out all the all the past podcast. I believe we're almost up to episode and. Trying to buy time, trying to buy time, trying to buy time. 283. So we have 283 episodes. Wow. We're, we're
0: closing in on Counting 300. To
1: yep. Count it today. I know. Maybe that's, that's the thing. You guys should leave us a rating, review, in Apple podcast or your preferred podcast app. Uh, in the rating, or actually, excuse me, in the review, you guys should let us know what you want to hear for episode number 300.
0: I know. I feel like we should do something.
1: Yeah special i think so too um so but uh once again guys thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the podcast or sharing the podcast with a friend that really does help turn new listeners on to the addicted to fitness podcast do so it's super easy just share the link with a friend and bob's your uncle boom okay training recaps i think you have a lot to recap i do yep because i can't stop hearing about how much a certain body part hurts on you.
0: Oh, that was really just towards the end of the week. Yeah, well. But
1: I feel like you, uh, maybe you should uh, uh, vamp on it a little bit more for the rest of the listeners.
0: <laughs> I will not complain anymore. I didn't say complain. I said vamp. Um, I, I had a decent week. Um, I mostly like the second half of my week. I was able to kind of pick back up and I did some spinning. I did some, some kind of yoga flows. And then on Friday, I didn't have a ton of time and I was like, oh, I haven't done a HIIT workout for a while. So I will tune into one of the many classes on Peloton and Mm -hmm. I will just, I will do one of those. And I did a, I think it was like, it was a quick workout. It was probably only 10 or 12 minutes. And one of the exercises was a jump lunge. Mm -hmm. And I have not done a jump lunge probably in five years before I was pregnant, essentially. So it's been a while. And... I, granted, I do my workouts in the morning, too, so, like, I had, like, the morning sort of stiffness, and, like, you, you're you kind of getting, like, reacquainted with your body at that hour of the morning, and it it felt so awkward, and it took me, like, two rounds just to really get into it, and then by the end of the day, not even the next day, by the end of the day, my butt was so sore, so when I went into the booty boot camp on Saturday, I had told Nick on Friday, hey, my butt is super sore. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go do the class on Saturday, but I kind of was hoping maybe he would not try to kill my booty. And I went in and he's like, guess what everybody, we're doing single leg work today. Including, hey, no weight. Leg
1: dips. No weight. On like no
0: a three-foot freaking
1: box. It's not three feet. It's two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was not the up. only
0: one that was like, "What?" <laughs> it's just a step up.
1: That's all it is.
0: It was not. It was. It was just all butt. It was all booty. So by the end of Saturday. Every time I, like, sat down, like, my, it was like my buns were just crying in pain. Mm -hmm. They were very, very sore. So, so yes. That's my training recap.
1: So it was a good week, is what you're saying.
0: (laughs) I ended Hmm. super sore and in pain. Yay!
1: Did you do your, uh, I guess you didn't have time to come home and do your, uh, uh, Epsom salt bath?
0: No, I did not have time to do that after my workout. Because I immediately, like, I ate and then immediately we left again.
1: Mm. So, well, I, I know, you got out of your rhythm. But it was a good weekend. Overall, yes. a lot of extracurricular, extracurricular... We actually
0: went for a walk today, which yeah. was really nice. Because uh-huh. not that the weather was super...
1: Yeah, we're still uh, mild, uh, we're still unseasonable warmth here in October in Florida. I feel Florida.
0: like I feel like it was it was starting to cool off by the time we went because it was the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it felt it felt nicer. Yeah, definitely nicer than two thirty.
1: Mm-hmm. So my week of training uh, started off pretty well. Um, had a thirty minute spin, but then uh, started getting a little bit minimized throughout the week. Um, I had a lot of six a.m. clients this week. So uh I kind of cut down on my workout time. Um you know I, I it's uh I got in a little bit of, you know, of time so I mean like 20 to 20 30 minutes uh Tuesday through Friday. Um and then my chest and chest and shoulder have been really been bothering me as of late. So um or this week I should say not as late, but so I minimized my lifting at the gym. Um, just to try to uh let it recover because I knew I was going to jiu jitsu today. Um definitely was uh not feeling great ju- ju- during during jujitsu but I felt much more uh uh I felt more productive during this jujitsu training session just because um, we actually did some technique which I definitely need being uh, still being very whitey, the whitest of the white belts um, and then uh, I didn't feel as nearly I got a good stretch in beforehand unlike last week where my neck I could barely move my neck the next day because I got you know basically no stretching in beforehand. so I was able to do that so I was very happy about that. Um, it uh, really to minimize my stress associated with uh, what tomorrow is gonna hold because uh, I definitely took the proper time to stretch and uh, didn't get as bent out of shape literally and figuratively as I did last week. Speaking of getting bent out of shape, this week's topic is kind of about dealing with stress or kind of the levels of stress uh, among employees and what employers can do to kind of... Help it. You discovered this article um, and uh, what uh, it's, it's interesting about what the pandemic has done to stress levels or continues to do to stress levels.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so I've been working in, you know, the corporate corporate America world for most of my career, um, which at this point, I'm not going to give you a number, Mm -hmm. but it's substantial. Um, and I have seen up close and personal how this has sort of shifted in different environments. You know, I work in the communication industry, so a lot of my job is helping companies communicate things such as benefit programs, um, addressing pain points, that sort of thing. And wellness, it used to be. It used to be something that companies didn't even really pay attention to. Like mm-hmm. you got benefits and back in the day you, you could get full benefits. And that was, that was essentially your wellness program. And then when I joined the workforce, I started to see like a couple years in like, well, they were, they were encouraging people to do more in terms of like, well, go join a gym and we'll give you this discount here. And but it was all tied to insurance. Mm-hmm. Like if they offered those elements, their insurance companies gave them a lower rate. Right. So it was, it was less about employee health and more about how can we save money. Um, however, over the years, it has continued the, the I guess, epidemic of workplace stress has become more prevalent, has also risen up in terms of people's attention on it, and the pandemic literally thrust that whole issue like, in people's faces mm. and really exacerbated what was already a, a pain point, I think, for a lot of companies. And this specific study really goes into the worker burnout rate Mm -hmm. and the increase over the last, I think it's an annual um, study Mm -hmm. that they do. And they found that there was a 21% rise in worker burnout and a 17% increase in somatic stress symptoms.
1: Uh, yeah, and they uh, they did this study was done on over 5,400 employees from a broad range of industries, representing managers and individual contributors. They say the uh, basically the uh, survey um, or study. Chief Scientist Officer said that uh, our data shows that workers continue to feel the cumulative mental health impacts of the crisis in the form of increased stress symptoms, burnout, and diminished motivation. We need to take action now to protect employee well-being before the clock runs out.
0: Yeah. So in my industry, I there's a very there's a very high rate of burnout. Um, probably higher than what their average rates mm-hmm. are here. But um, the fact that this is like an average and that they're going across industries and seeing, I mean, when you think about an increase, usually it's like single digits, is kind of what you expect in something like this. We're talking not just double digits, we're talking substantial. <laughs> I mean, when you get above 10%, you get into those double digits, that's already pretty impactful.
1: Right. I mean, they talk so, about some of the industries down here where the burnout is the highest. I mean, yeah. even demos and the industries among, uh, uh, you know, like hospitality, super high. You can imagine with the, with yeah, the pandemic's in done to the- hosp- hospitality in the last year, almost two years. Healthcare, another one, nurses and doctors, mm-hmm. uh, and then the finance industry. Um, so that's uh, those are all you know pushing over almost 50% uh, for hospitality, 30% for health care, and another 30% for finance, where it's an increase in burnout among those employees in those industries.
0: And you think about those are industries that were very directly impacted yeah. by the pandemic in terms of job loss, job stability, or workload.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing that's kind of a through line through this article that they talk about, they kind of come in, keep coming back to, is the idea of how these numbers are, uh, are down, are basically are dependent, these numbers are dependent, the increased numbers are dependent on the employer's interaction or their rep- employer's resources that they offer, like you said, the, their well-being uh, or their the wellness packages. You know, so they even said that employers that offer some sort of stress management or uh, they even call it resiliency Resiliency?
0: Resiliency training.
1: Yeah. So they say employers that offer that, what Shannon said, is (laughs) they don't have as much stress or burnout. You have to read
0: a Brene Brown book.
1: Resiliency.
0: Resiliency.
1: Resiliency. Yes.
0: So... I mean, basically a lot of the stress and I've actually spoken to clients who have been getting like top workplace, top employer awards year after year. Mm -hmm. And they they got one in the past year. But one of the biggest takeaways that they found was that they felt supported and seen like their employees reported that they were supported and seen. And that that was really the major contributor. And they were very good in terms of, like, addressing each individual's needs. That's not something every corporation can mm-hmm. do. I mean, it's what not, not most do that on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. it really comes down to that it's more of a, a mental, it's the mental stresses that are driving these up. Wellness used to be around like fitness and you know yeah. having a certain BMI index mm-hmm. for your employees. Now we're seeing it shift much more towards that mental health, and we wanted to kind of address um, ways that that it can be successful and kind of you know from an employee standpoint what what could be helpful in your company maybe something to suggest, ways to get it started. And also from the employer's standpoint, um, obviously both Nick and I uh, work, you know, have some experience in the health industry, Nick more so directly than me. And fitness, yeah, specifically. Um, but based off of what I'm learning too, someone going for like a medica- meditation coach certification and well being coach certification I can tell you this is a big part of why I decided to do this because it's so needed. Yeah. So, with that um you you actually are are working with some companies. Right. Yeah. What what kind of what what kind of well being or fitness or health sort of programs have you heard of and specifically what do you do and what do you offer so
1: i mean to to go on what we offer is the the tampa strength app is basically an app you can get in the app store Um, but we are connected right now we're working with one company um, and their employees and basically it's uh, a we you know have a a consultation with them to find out what their fitness goals are, um, what kind of equipment they have, um, what they wanted to, and uh, what, what kind of ability they have, kind of their fitness level, um, you know, other pre existing conditions and things like that. But we try to get this template or we try to get this information and then build them a online training program where they can follow it along through the app on their smartphone or smart device or laptop. And then basically we can see their constant progress. You know, we can see if they do a workout um, that allows me, prompts me to follow up with them. I can text them directly. You know, I have their phone numbers and um, so we can stay in constant contact to see what they thought of the workout, see if they like it. You know, I've had some good progress kind of uh, updates from my clients. You know, we've been about three months in with a couple clients right now, but I'll willingly admit that you know, it's, it's one of those things that the, the exercise portion is very, uh, I think time consuming, um, you know, it is an investment, it's a time investment and health investment. We know anybody who's got a personal trainer or follow a workout regimen knows that to be true. But, um, the, uh, the, the, the person who is motivated, Uh, It's, you know, it's a small percentage of people who are motivated to follow an online training program Mm -hmm. as far as exercise goes. So I think, uh, but I do think there were other options out there where there's some sort of online program, whether it be through the computer or like a a program through the app uh, to help with kind of uh, increase motivation uh, for employees, employers out there. You, I mean, just the one that comes off of my mind is you know like the Headspace app or some sort of variation of that, like you said, the meditation.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think the having there's there's a lot of companies now that, that will actually put together like fitness programs, you know, kind of like what you guys mm. have. But there's corporate um, fitness companies that sort of orchestrate all of that right. in terms of having classes. Now that we're in this sort of mixed hybrid working environment in a lot of places, I think this is really the ideal time, like you said, for companies to focus on those meditation trainings, the resiliency trainings. And what those are is essentially just getting down to basic Basic principles, like it's not this scary, um, you know, expert who's coming in dressed like the Dalai Lama and is going to try to influence your team to meditate and reach enlightenment. That's not what it's what the goal is. From an employer standpoint, you want to help your, your employees manage their anxiety and stress. Yeah. Really where that starts from a fundamental point is just getting them to realize what's happening in their bodies, teaching them on a, you know, a hormone level, on a cellular level, what's happening and what it's doing. Everybody is going to kind of take in that information. In terms of where you go from that, it could be offering mindfulness classes it could be teaching some people may actually do better to learn more about resiliency if it's not something that they've had to develop over the course of their life, especially with younger employees yeah. who this is this is foreign to, you know, like people who you hear all the time, like they're walking into situations and there's like a sense of entitlement or there's a sense of like, well, this is just how it should work. Like I have... I have the qualifications. I should just get this stuff. This mm-hmm. should be how it is. Resiliency is a good um, mental check, and it's a it's a really crucial uh, wake up call. I think for especially some of those younger employees, for some of your seasoned veterans, that may be completely lost on them. So yeah. it's important to to consult with someone or multiple people in order to really put the right kind of program that offers something for everyone and that also reaches them where they are. Yeah. If you just say, Hey guys, we're gonna offer you know, somebody's gonna come in and they're gonna do like the singing bowls with you once a week. I'm sorry guys, like that's that's not gonna cut it. Yeah. It's not gonna it's gonna reach about like 5% of your people and everyone else will be sitting there freaking out that their staff, their colleagues are in a freaking meditation class while they're having to stay at their desk. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've worked in this, this area. I do know how this works. Um, so it's important, I think, for any company to, to think about kind of each of those pieces. There are actual job titles now about like that are like well-being directors or wellness directors that um help orchestrate all of these different things there Mm -hmm. are hr i think trainings now um on being aware of and being able to make recommendations for companies on these things but Chances are most of our listeners, you're just a person, maybe, maybe you're a small business owner, maybe you are just an individual employee that's really wondering why the heck there's not something at your company. So also wanted to kind of share some tips on, first of all, who the heck do you talk to in order to find out if your company has a program? And what what would you need to do or suggest in order to get something started at your company um, so basically if you're if you're a small business owner thinking about this in terms of um, reaching your employees on on their work time and not necessarily like expecting them to fit this in in their free time that's going to be a real huge value Hmm. so think about it in terms of like they used to offer gym memberships for real low cost right for fitness that actually works because a lot of people don't want to do fitness in front of their colleagues yeah um and they also like they want to shower after all that stuff Some other programs, though, like the mental health, those can be done at work. They can be done from someone's office. And if you offer people the chance to do these at a time that's actually convenient for them, something that they don't have to fit in, that's definitely a big gesture, that might not be available for every company out there. you know you might say, "Well, use your lunch hour for this or use this. but well-being programs um, that are really impactful are essentially they have to be sort of a they have to become part of the company culture
1: mm-hmm.
0: even as a small business like if as a small business owner, if someone came to you and said, like, I'm super stressed, I don't, I can't sleep, I'm really frustrated, you being a health-minded person in company, mm-hmm. you might automatically think, well, you know, let's do a workout or yeah. let's, you know, let's find out what's going on. That's not necessarily every culture out there. Right. So... Yeah i think that um in terms of people wanting to inquire if there's an existing program you have to talk to your hr person you've to talked to your reporting manager um don't expect your manager to carry this up the food chain for you know that this is important enough for you to talk to the hr or um whoever whomever that is like usually there's Someone in your company you know that does the hiring, mm. quote unquote, hiring and firing, but also handles the company benefits and things.
1: Right.
0: Check and see if there's something with them. Um, otherwise, a lot of these programs need to become a part of the company culture. So getting one in place from a high level it literally requires executive buy-in in in order for them to be successful and not just be like this, we're getting an insurance discount. Right. But coming with suggestions like the things that you would want to see, like can we get a company subscription to Headspace for the employees, which they actually have now. Oh, yeah um or or asking for you know a membership to some other service mm-hmm. those are really good starting points that you can carry forward and say this would be a tremendous benefit to, to these people you can ask to you know sort of crowdsource this information do a survey all that kind of thing and you can better get an understanding and share share that it's not just a one person investment that it really does help. At the end of the day, a company wants to make sure that their employees are productive.
1: Yeah, it helps with productivity. Yes. Yeah, that's So what they said in this article.
0: So really high emphasis on why does it matter to an employer? Yeah. Productivity. You're going to have less turnover, you're going to have less new hire training. Yeah.
1: I mean, That That matters. (laughs) They have stats in this article about that. I mean, they say the employees that were felt supported by their employer were 91% more engaged with their company's mission and vision, 66% more connected to their job, 52% less likely to be considering quitting their job, 27% less worried about balancing work and family. So 52% of them are less less likely considering quitting their job yeah i mean that's a huge number i mean you're talking about turnover and try to keep skilled employees and not having to keep retraining and retraining employees that's a huge stat really
0: so did you know that we're currently in what they call like the great turnover
1: no i did not know that
0: so essentially everybody sat on their jobs that they had during the pandemic like the the shutdown like 2020 like really intense Um, you know, mandate-heavy part of the pandemic. And earlier this year, coming out of it, companies started to see an increase in turnover. Basically, all those people that sat and were miserable, companies that did not maybe handle the work culture and this whole you know, understanding of people's unique needs and not having, like, blanket sort of uh, decrees and things like that. All those people who are super miserable, they're all now looking, like, they're all looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. So the turnover rates at companies has been really high. Industries like hospitality were wiped clean. People didn't want to go back. Like, there's still a shortage. I mean, we all have heard about, like, nursing shortages and stuff. They're getting burned out left and right because their workloads are so intense. All of this is why this is so hugely important. And it doesn't mean that as a society we're going to be able to stop you know, this this great turnover time period. But companies could have a chance to at least retain some of their good talent if yeah. they make these acknowledgements and start putting some of these programs in place. And it really does start with employees speaking up and saying, this is something we want. Yeah. Employers don't always know. Sometimes, you know, it gets lost in the boardroom and, you know, the filings and people, by the time it gets back to somebody, it doesn't, it's not effective. Right. But speaking up as an employee and sharing suggestions, as a manager, I also was able to structure my team environment in a way that really, I was very open to encouraging them to do things that would benefit their health. Um, So if you're in a managerial position or a director position, maybe it's not the entire company, but maybe you can at least work with your team and you can make acknowledgements and you can encourage this more supportive um, mental health program for your team.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think a wellness program that has to encompass both physical and mental
0: well-being
1: and there you go yeah that's that's our uh our uh basically the conclusions we want you guys to uh to gather from this week's episode is that hopefully your employer is offering these services and if not maybe you can uh suggest it to them like, yeah. like shannon said with the hr department um because you know it would behoove employers to do so based on these stats from the study um to you know, improve their business. A happy worker is a productive worker.
0: It's true. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to and that's what everybody's finding now. They're finding it the hard way. Unfortunately, that unhappy employees mean a whole lot less happy money. Mm-hmm. So I think keeping in mind things like what Nick is, what Nick's company offers, Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's apps, like fitness apps, meditation apps, mindfulness apps, um, or it's really going big with like a...
1: Coaching, yeah.
0: A coaching, but having someone providing some an overall like programming that touches a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to depend on the company you're in. There are actual, there oh. are experts in this that... Will tell you how to do it, um, but it's worth it's worth looking into. Agreed. And also, as an individual, please know that you can take ownership of your own mental health. Nobody's going to change your working situation except you. We are by no means discouraging people who want to change in their life. I've been that person so many times. If you are in a mental state that has you feeling depressed, exhausted, just burned out, please do not wait for your company to offer you solutions. Please reach out to those professionals outside of your work to get a starting starting point for your support. Mm -hmm. Companies, in an ideal scenario, companies will wake up and they'll say that this is worthwhile, but it's still going to be a long road. And unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of faith after essentially, I'll say it, two decades of working in corporate America, that this is going to drastically change. Mm -hmm. Especially as the rates rise, I think there's going to be an Inequal or unequal um, increase in the rates. What is what? Are, there's a there's a phrase inverse. I'm trying to think of. It's not inverse, but the rates will rapidly inc- increase in terms of burnout. disproportionate. Disproportionate. That's the word. The rates of companies actually going ahead and taking steps to help employ employees. Is going to be much, much
1: slower. Right. Yep. So take those words of wisdom to heart. I think that was very good. Shannon has the experience in the corporate experience. So take her words to heart. Make uh, Be proactive with your health and your fitness, um, your mental health and your physical health. Um, I think those are some great points to take away from today's. Episode. We thank you guys for checking us out this week. Leave a rating and review. Um, Share the podcast with a friend. Do you have anything else for him this evening?
0: I do not.
1: This has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things addictive fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.